Do you know that there are 6,570 days that we have with our children until they're officially launched at age 18? That's an amazing thing to think about. Join me today as I talk with Nellie Harden about this topic, and we discuss the importance to ground our children in their worth, their self-esteem, and their confidence. This is in order to teach our children to have solid connections, good communication, and have clarity in their life. Nellie also shared today some fabulous strategies to meet the five main needs that our kids have, and that would be to be seen, to be heard, to be loved, to belong, and to feel a sense of purpose. Our children communicate through their behavior. So let's get good at reading our children's behavior. There is so much meat and goodness in our conversation today. You won't want to miss it. Does your child have a speech-language delay and you really want them to talk? Do difficult behaviors derail home life and you know the frustration is a communication struggle? Does your child see a speech therapist and you wonder, what do they do and how can I help? If these or similar questions are in your mind, this podcast is for you. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I am a speech language pathologist that has worked with children from birth to 21 for three decades. And in my classrooms, I see you wanting to connect with the heart of your child, but their speech and language skills create a barrier. So if you have a kiddo that has difficult behaviors, needs to expand their language, or learn to say speech sounds, and maybe even receives speech therapy, stay tuned. Because in this podcast, you will learn how to use your daily life as a tool to communication practice and how to do that practice. You will become confident knowing you are making the difference you want to make. And you will hear success stories of parents who have navigated these struggles already. We'll do this all while focusing on building deep, meaningful connection and confidence in your kiddo. So grab a cup of coffee along with a notebook and pen. It's time to speak in the way your child's brain understands. And that is the language of play. before we get into this interview with Nellie today, I want to remind you that we are in the middle of a celebration special. And that is we're honoring Thanksgiving, Black Friday, the holidays coming up, and 100 episodes on the language of play. So now until December 7th, which will be the 100th episode day, the language of play is running a special. And that special is really quite phenomenal. I have brought back a lecture series for you. In fact, two lecture series. Each of them will be offered at the phenomenal price of $97. Both of them are six lessons long. Both of them are highly practical and give you strategies that you can use right now. Now, when you purchase these courses at only $97 a piece, you also get one hour with me on Zoom coaching with you one-on-one to work on the issues that you have actually going on in your home so we can tease them apart and you can finally resolve and have a plan of action to address the things your kiddo and your family need. So what are these courses? 
Well, as always, check in the show notes. But here is the summary. The first lecture series was titled, Why Won't Your Kids Listen? And that was focused on building the more peaceful, productive, and loving home by building your team-centeredness. This series focused on helping you recognize your own default settings you have in your life and parenting, teaching you how to recalibrate according to what it is that you want, and to recognize your child's perspective so that you can learn to start communicating from there. The lesson titles. First is the introduction. Second, our parenting foundation. Third, what stops compliance? Next, expectations and assumptions. Then, bribe, beg, and bargain. And finally, parental leadership. This course helps you learn how to build a more peaceful, productive, loving home by building your family team. In the second lecture series that I did, I titled it Getting Kids to Listen Better. In that six lessons, I teach parents communication strategies that work with your child's brain. You learn ways that your environment can remind your child so that you don't have to repeat so much, and you learn what competencies you can expect at the various ages from your child. The lesson titles in this course, one, your child's brain, two, the map to independence starts early, three, eliminating repeating, well, some of it, four, how to know what your child is actually learning, five, chores, what should I expect, and finally, confidence building with skills. So as you can see, the focal point for each of these lessons is indeed kids listening better. However, we come at it from a very different perspective each time with different material. These video series lectures were live recordings done for Amazing Parents Network during their family education series. These courses are offered at only $97 because we want this information to be affordable and we want the language and the terminology to be commonplace among families, among parents. To purchase these courses for yourself or for somebody you know that also wants to improve their parenting and become more effective, See my show notes and look for the link. And if you have any questions along the way, as always, feel free to email me at hello at thelanguageofplay.com and I will talk with you further. You can also schedule a Zoom call to have your questions answered and you'll see that link in the show notes as well. Now let's start our conversation with Nellie Hardin. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Language of Play. Today, we have with us Nellie Hardin. So Nellie is a wife, a mother to four teenage daughters, and an author and speaker in the space of family life and leadership. She focuses on helping parents love and lead their teens and tween daughters in a way that teaches them to love and lead themselves while building a strong foundation of worth, esteem, and confidence all before they leave home. So needed. I'm glad you do this, Nellie. Her background is in biology and psychology, from humpbacks to humans, as she invested decades of her life into personal, family, faith, and leadership development. Most of all, she believes the best way to change the world is through one living room at a time. That is beautiful, delightful, and Nellie Harden, I am honored that you are here to talk with me today on The Language of Play, so thank you for giving us your time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. 
Yes, I'm so thrilled that you're here. So tell me a little bit about your life story that brought you to want to focus on young women. Well, I was one. <laughs> I still <laughs> <too>. am one. <laughs> yes, I still am one. Um, I'll put that caveat in there. But um, yeah, I mean, I grew up, I had a lot of, you know, things going on in my childhood. It was just my mom and I for a period of time. And by the time I graduated, I, I graduated high school, left home and and went into college when I was 17. And it was really, uh, I would not have been able to tell you, you know, back then, if anything was off, I didn't have the language or the knowledge or the wisdom back then, but I really did not have a base of wisdom, you know, esteem and confidence, uh, I'm sorry, worth esteem and confidence. And when you release people out into the world, especially young women without this very certain foundation, then we end up chasing worth everywhere that we can find it. And that's a very, very dangerous place not you're vulnerable, but also in danger, uh, a dangerous place for a young woman to be. And so you find yourself chasing anything that is uh, academic, anything that's in a relationship, anything that's in a friendship, anything that will, you know, give you any sort of accolades whatsoever and put that worth outside worth, you know, overcoat on you because you are not emanating that worth from the inside out. You're looking at it from the outside in. And so that, that was me. And I did, I went down some really difficult roads that took and is taking decades to heal from. And then as I'm going through this healing process and discovering, you know, my brokenness and, and what I need to build, which as an adult is much harder to do than as a child, because that frontal lobe, um, you know, right under your forehead is set in stone after, well, not that we have a little bit of neuroplasticity, but not as much as we do when we're younger. And so it's much harder to change your ways, right? Teach an old dog, new tricks uh, type of thing um, as an adult, but I found the way to do it. And then as I'm in the process of doing this, I had four daughters in four years. And so I was like, okay, so now I am in the middle of way in the middle of beginning really of this process, uh, when I had them and now I'm turning around and I have four daughters to raise with my husband and I want them to leave this very precious once in a lifetime time of what I call the 6570, which is how many days are in 18 years, 6,570. I want them to leave this time and go off into their young adulthood, equipped and ready for life, launching them into life instead of just releasing them into life equipped with this foundation. So uh, that's, you know, really the premise of, of where this all started. There's so many, you know, hundreds of little stories that added up to the big story. And my uh, daughters now are 18, 16, 16, and 14. And so um, I have twins in the middle there. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. I was wondering yeah. if you've been doing this for like how long. And, and also I want to say, I wish that somebody like you was around when I was a kid to teach my parents how to launch me. Yeah. I think this is really important. I wish I had had this kind of education when I 
launched my two daughters and I didn't. So what you're doing is fantastic. We have muddled through together ourselves, but it's a different when you have somebody to coach you along the way to help you look at specific things that are pertinent. So your kids are 18, 16, 16, and 14. So does that mean that one of them is just on the precipice of launch? Uh, she has, she's a freshman in college. And so, okay. yeah, there's this beautiful time between 18 and 25 that is still this very moldable time. And you are, you're still helping them and guiding them, but she's not right here in the home every day, the way that she was for that, you know, first around 6,570 days, right before she left home. And so, and then after 25 is a whole new arena that you step into as they are really individuals at that point. And they are their own person and sure they come back, you know, you're always a parent as, as you know, you are always a parent, but you become more of a consultant role as, as far as the parenting goes, you know, after 25 that you do uh, between 18 and 25 and certainly within the 65, 70. I love how you say 6570 because it calls to me, and I assume all the listeners too, <laughs> this concept that we have days with our kids. Mm -hmm. uh, it's easy to think of the years to be long. But when we remember that it's days, and, and I know there's also this concept that the days are long and the years are short. And, and that is, you know, also we realize how fast those days go. But when we look at it and we count the days and we really take stock of how many days and you have it in a number that we could actually tick off, yeah. it, it, to me, I think it makes really important every moment, every teachable yeah. opportunity, every time that I can jump in and say, hey, let's think about this differently or you know, like whatever it is, I'm going to love on you. Um, let's do this together, you know, whatever. Absolutely. That's is that, was that your reason for doing that? Exactly. You know, I had heard, you know, um, 18 summers is a fantastic idea and, and, uh, great in concept. And I had heard that and, you know, the, um, 18 years and how, you know, this many in high school, this many in middle school, this many, all of these things, but I'm like, when I think about it like this, and uh, when you start a new year and, you know, all these new year's resolutions and people are like, oh, I have a whole year to do this. Therefore, I'm not going to do anything about it today because mm -hmm. I have a whole year to do this. And so it's very easy to think about, oh, I have 18 years to teach them this or to guide them in this or to do this. I don't need to do it today. Right. But what so you easy do to today. Think that builds on what you need to have accomplished tomorrow and all of the tomorrows, uh, you know, thereafter, uh, one of the, um, families that I mentor, I was actually in the delivery room with, um, two of their children. And I just remember looking at this life. I had just helped deliver this child, you know, and I looked down, it's a little girl and I was like day one, you know, day one, that's amazing. And the dad, you know, was there and he's like, how many days, you know, do we have? And I was like, around 65, 70, you know, and he's like, that's not a lot. I was like, it's really not, you know, it's really not, but today's day one. So what are you going to do today that will build into tomorrow that will build into day 120 and, you know, 3,284, whatever that is, but start today. 
And I don't say that for all of the listeners, uh, beautiful listeners that you have out there. I want to just make sure I do not say that to encourage perfectionism at all. I think it's so important for parents to mess up, for parents to be sloppy, for parents to have to apologize for the things that we do, because that teaches our kids that perfectionism is not something that I can attain. I'm going to mess up sometimes. And when I do, this is how I I remedy the situation. And so all that to say, oh, I only have 65, 70. I have to do this, this, and this, and I have to be perfect. No, absolutely not. Mess up, be crazy, have dance parties in your kitchen when, you know, things go awry and it's okay. And then make up for it because we're teaching them how to be human as well. Yeah. We're also teaching them how to handle their own mess up, how to handle their own apology, how to handle uh, recovery, repair in relationship by doing it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when I thought of the 6570, my first thought went to like skill building, like how many things do I want them to learn so that they're ready to function? But what I'm hearing you say is so much more important than that. It is about building connection. It's about building the relationship. It's about, like you said, teaching them to be human. And that is beautiful because that's where the meat of all of our learning is. Yeah. It's that connection, communication, and clarity. The, um, the logo for our company is a a bow and arrow for that reason, right? You, the, uh, clarity is where it's going, right? The connection is, uh, the arrow there. And then the communication is, you know, where, where it's going, you know, where are we going to go with this? So you need all three of those things, but worth esteem and confidence. If you have those things rooted, that's the foundation. Think about like a three-tiered cake, right? And so, and then you have that foundation really rooted at this place of understanding their biology, understanding what their brains and bodies are doing, especially in young women. That's really, really really important. Understanding their psychology, right? Who, who am I? How do I process information? How do I learn? How do I, you know, feel better in a situation and communicate with somebody and how do they take my communication in with them? Right. And Mm -hmm. so their uh, bodies, their psychology, their faith, and also their culture. Like, how do I actually get out there and help the world and communicate with the world. I love this. That is so solid. And I can see why, again, that we were like this instant perfect fit when, when I met you. And um, it's because, you know, like my pillars too are connection and communication. And without having those, now clarity is, is a wonderful also C word that, you know, like is the skills is what are we doing um, and more, what direction are we going? But yeah, I anchor into building that connection and that communication as well. So I personally just really love hearing you talk about that because I just think it's so important. This is very good. So what is it that you do? 
So I work with families. So I have, um, I have a program called take the lead, which is all about loving and leading her in a way that teaches her how to love and lead herself within this time frame, and, uh, books. And I have one-on-one coaching as well that I do, um, and speaking engagements. So I get out there and speak anywhere and everywhere that I can. Um, but you know, my, my story is unique and how I am able to help people, but here's the thing understanding, I think if you ask any parent out there, any of your parents that are listening on today and ask them is worth self-worth, you know, self-esteem and that confidence, belief in yourself, value and appreciation of self. Is that something that you would like your daughter or sons as well? I mean, let's be honest here to leave home with. I think you would be very hard pressed to find any parent that wouldn't say yes to those. Mm -hmm. But what's very difficult out there is these are more like cloud uh, ideals, right? You can't grasp it. You're like, yes, that's what I want, but how in the world do I get there, right? Right. And so that's the work that we do, actually putting systems and in place that we can use in order to build worth, esteem, and confidence. Because right now, like I alluded to earlier, their frontal lobe, all of that logical reasoning and, you know, pros and cons and thinking through consequences, that is not fully online yet. In fact, it's not fully online until around 25. But in our, you know, day and age, we are launching them or releasing them into the world at around 18 years old. So we really want to help them establish these systems so that they can make positive decisions to go on a positive upward spiral in life, even when you're not there. So how do we like worth is great, but how do I actually do it? Self-esteem is wonderful, but how do I actually do it? What, how do I put boots to the ground here and do it? And let's talk about that. Can you give a strategy? Let's, let's actually give the families that are listening today, a strategy to be able to build uh, worth, self-esteem, confidence, in there, girls and boys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's, let's consider one, one strategy. Well, I want to give you five words and we're going to talk about worth right now because it is the bottom rung and they build on one another. So worth has to come before esteem has to come before confidence. Okay. And so let's talk about worth, uh, for a second. I just want to give you five words. Now, these are five needs that every human in the history of humanity has ever needed, and they are to be seen and heard and loved and belong and have a purpose. So seen, heard, love, belong, and purpose. When you look at the data and you read anything out there that's happening with our, with our adolescents today, any issue that's happening, you can really wield it down and peel away those layers down to one or more of these that are not being met. So many of our adolescents out there are screaming in different ways. Look at me, hear me, right? See me because if they are not heard, right, they feel invisible or if they're not seen, they feel invisible. If they are not heard, right, they are just feeling ignored. And then they might feel unloved, or they might feel rejected or have no reason at all, right? And so when you wield it down to those, and what does a person that feels those things, what do they look like? 
They're Mm -hmm. shouting. They're being rude. They're making outlandish accusations. They're making outlandish remarks. They're acting out in class. They might be failing a class. They might be getting straight A's because they're trying to attain perfectionism just so somebody looks at them and says, good job. Right. And so there's all these different things. If we can look through the behaviors of our kids, not just at them at the surface, but look through the behaviors of our kids to see what are they actually saying? What do they actually want? And what do they actually need right now? And we can get to that point. So just when like really, really simple example, when they walk into a room and you're sitting there, put down whatever you're doing right? Or just turn it over or what have you look them in the eye and say their name, right? Our brains turn on in a different way when our names are actually used. So use their name and say, Hey, how are you? One of my daughter's names is Trinity. And so when she walks into the room, if I'm on my device or I'm cooking or what have you just kind of turning around and looking at her and saying, Hey, Trinity, how was your day today? Right? She knows it's directed toward her. She knows she's worthy of being asked. She knows whatever she is going to say was asked for and she, and it will be received. Right. And just things as simple as that. And then it gets, you know, more complicated and layered on top of that. And the outside of these five things, one other tool I want to give you and your listeners is one-on-one time. You want to have one-on-one time with each one of your kids. Now, if you're in a big family like mine, I get it. It can be complicated. There's four kids and one of them is off at college. Do we still have one-on-one time with her every week? Absolutely. We do it over Zoom. And so what we do is on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 9 to 9.45, I'm with one kid, my husband's with another. And then on Thursday, we take the other two. And then the next week we switch. Uh, who was with who. So my kids know every week for about 45 minutes, I'm going to be with mom or dad, just the two of us alone. And you get to know them. You get to know them on such a different level than what's around the dining room table, even, or what's in the carpool line as you're, you know, doing drop-offs because there's a special connection that can be built there. And that clarity that I talked about, there was one uh, parent I was working with and she had a great relationship with her child, but she did one one one-on-one session with her child. They were starting and establishing this weekly habit. She did one. And in the first one, she found out that her child had been being bullied for the last several months. She had no idea, but this child just never felt like they had the space and room, not for anything bad, but just the day is busy. Oh, this is, you know, we're doing homework now. We're doing uh, work now. We're doing family time now. There was never a space that this child could just be like, yeah, you know what's happening? And it's really hard, right? And then something could be done about it and they could be guided and trained through that situation. And if outside help needed to be done there, it could be. But that's what I'm talking about. This beautiful one-on-one time to make sure that they know you're, you are valuable enough to me that I want to spend this time just with you, right? Ask them questions, hear them, listen to them. And then they know I am seen. I am heard. I am loved. I definitely belong here because my parents said I belong here and they're making me feel like I belong here, which is even more important. And then talk about what their goals and dreams are, what they want to do. A purpose doesn't have to be, you know, when they're in 
fifth grade or, you know, 12th grade, know what your entire life purpose is right now. No, I'm just saying, give them a reason that tomorrow is a good day to wake up and face tomorrow, to work hard tomorrow toward their goals and what they are interested in and dream of. So I hope that helps a little bit. That is beautiful. I love it. You said so much. There was so much <laughs> information there. So if I can give a summary of what it is that you are saying, that worth, esteem, and confidence are what we want our kids to be grounded in. The bottom layer of that is worth. Mm-hmm. And if you were to just have parents focus on words to help them guide, you want so that your child feels seen, they feel heard, they feel loved, they feel they belong, and they know you're interested in their future interests, which eventually become their purpose. I love that you also really highlighted how your child's behavior is a window into what it is that they're trying to communicate. Children and adults, we communicate through our behavior. So when we get good at reading their behavior, we will get good at seeing which of those five words Mm -hmm. is the missing piece. Where do you need to anchor in some of your, your pouring into connection, you know, in those areas. And then how you do that is the one-on-one time. Mm -hmm. This is, how did I do for a summary? I think that's a great summary. And In doing this, a very key piece of this worth piece is the world culture, everything is going to tell them that your worth is outside in, but our job as their parents, as their guides, as their leaders during this time, as we're passing this baton over to them to lead their own life, right, is Mm -hmm. to teach them how this is actually an inside out process, not an outside in. So how are they- Absolutely. So the, how can they build that worth piece? How can they feel seen, heard, love, belong, and purpose from the inside out and not just be looking at that validation out in the world? Because whatever you look for out in the world, let's be honest, you absolutely will find. And many times that's not in the best light or the most positive atmosphere that you can find it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing today. I feel like I want to ask you more questions about your life and all this. And so if our listeners um, also want to connect with you and talk more like I'm wanting to talk right now, um, how will they communicate with you? Absolutely. Uh, Keep it simple. You know, parenting uh, life can be so difficult and messy today. So just NellieHarden.com. You will find everything. In the show notes. (laughs) Yep. There you go. Uh, And yep, there's a masterclass out there called the daughter decoder um, that will run through many of these uh, that I talked about today and many more. And uh, that's a complimentary masterclass. And then there is resources and there is all the contact info and our, our communities and everything you will be able to find on there. I love it. Thank you again, Nellie, for sharing the wealth of information that you are and sharing your expertise with the Language of Play community. Thank you. Hey, parents, I hope you found this episode helpful. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and share it with a friend who also lives or works with children? I would really appreciate it if you would leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. I read every review and it lights me up to know that this show is making a difference. 
Then come join my Facebook community, where you'll meet other parents who are dedicated to helping their children grow too. You'll find the link in the show notes. Thank you for joining me. Now it's time to go. Let's pop our kiddos in the strollers and go look around outdoors and see what we have to talk about.